Let me tell you all about my life. <laughs> Yo, they can't stop me. Graduated school, my nigga, I'm feeling cocky. Then I got an internship, nobody is gonna top me. But I stay low, nigga, still working on humility. Up at Penthouse, thought they wasn't getting rid of me. Two months strong, it's finally getting lifted me. Then they sent me a text, these niggas is getting rid of me. Fuck, a setback, but a bump in the game. Take a second, pick it up, then restart it again. I play ball when I deal with the pain Cause life is just like basketball if you let me explain Look, you play ball, you got niggas on D now Tryna stop you scoring, box you out for the rebounds But right now in life, niggas riding on my D now Then trying to stop my score, then settling with my rebounds I take the contact, they ain't never gonna block me They could box me out, but they dare wouldn't box me Cause I'm 10 down, I ain't fucking around You knock me down to the ground, I'm bouncing back like I'm Rocky One, two, duck down, hit him with the left hook Came back, right jab, now he got the stress look over a girl, I love the way that I breast look Call my phone talking foul, I banged it on her like Westbrook, nigga That was the one Listen, some people don't like to get out of bed when they're sick Some people don't even like to look at other people while they're sick This man made it through cancer and scored a hat trick as recently as three days ago My man Brian Boyle for president, man Me and the crew are going to dissect a little bit how significant that event was And... Unfortunately, talk about the Islanders a little bit. <laughs> All right, so here we go. NHL segment coming your way next. Quick man, um, Brian Boyle, uh, cancer survivor, Hatch. Yes. Uh, can you former you Ranger? The, the great people out there, background on how not just how significant, but like that was amazing. That was how do you absolutely talk to talk to good folks? Talk to good folks out. Well, I just want to let everybody know about Brian Boyle. This man is a third, fourth-line center at best, and what that means is he does not see the ice as much as players. For the fact for him to be a fourth and third-line center, I think he was playing fourth-line center this game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's that's huge, man. You know, he's a big dude. He, he's a, a power-forward type guy, and he's honestly an all-around great individual. I was a big fan with him when he was on the Rangers. And it's absolutely a great accomplishment. And, you know, score the goals and beat cancer, man. Uh, hashtag Brian Boyle for life. God, my God. And you know what? I was just so happy to be a really catch ESPN like I used to because I really despise it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's just the same stuff over and over and over. And when I saw it, I'm like, does that say somebody's fresh? Out of, like, he's still in remission. So, mm-hmm. and, and he scored a hat trick. That. That's Eric Berry, like Eric Berry. Uh, for people who don't know, Kansas City Chiefs uh, safety, who's actually right now currently out with an injury, um, was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, would leave. He would leave. Uh, what's the thing called where they go? Not where they go, but like what's the thing? Um, like radiation. What's it called? I cannot think of it. To save my life. Chemotherapy. Yeah, there we go. He left. He would leave chemo, and he would go run on the track. And according to uh, Inky Johnson, there were times where he would cry when he would leave off the, the track, not because he had cancer, not because he had cancer, but because he couldn't 
run as fast as he know he's you know used to doing. And like that, those are beasts. And and Brian Boyle, man, shout out to the the, the latest and greatest beast out there. Right. But um, but that being said, the Rangers, the Rangers, you're a Rangers yes. fan. The Rangers, the Rangers, the Rangers. Uh, I just got I just got to ask a question. Um, what are y'all doing? But what, what's going on? Well. I can tell you right now, I'm I'm a little bit happy because we're on a four win streak, but nothing to be home about. We're seven and seven. This is definitely a team that's I, they're not going to say they're in rebuild mode, but they're kind of in a rebuild mode. They're going youthful with guys like uh, Neil Pionk and Brett Howden and all and uh, Philip Heedle are all playing up now, and uh, I believe they just recalled Elias Anderson. These are all players that are in their tw- uh, early 20s and 19 years old. These are all guys that are in the starting lineup. So as a fan watching, what I've been seeing mostly is Henrik Lundqvist with lack of defense in front of him, standing on his head. The other game he played against Buffalo, 39 saves, one goal game, absolutely stood on his head. And uh, had a huge game against the Canadians. Yeah, let up three goals, but still was able to hold them off. The Rangers can have a comeback win. A little bit of a, a bright spot with the four-game win streak, but you know what? I don't really see them being more of a middle of, than a middle of the road, lower echelon team. And honestly, I wouldn't. I hate to say it, I wouldn't mind seeing Tank try to get a nice little lottery what? spot for next year's what? draft. What? Yeah, yeah. Sports yeah. you're going to sit here and tell me that you wouldn't mind your team tanking a little bit. For a better pick, come. On. Yeah, because they they, they 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 there's this guy, kid in the draft. Last name's Ryan. I forgot his first name. He's kind of a McDavid esque player. So who wouldn't want a guy like that? I mean, <laughs> you got a seven to seven record. You have to do a whole lot of tanking to get to uh, his type of McDavid. I, I think he was the number one pick two drafts before he even was eligible. Like, this kid was apparently the youngest Wayne Gretzky ever. And I'm just like, okay. Really- he, for any recent hockey fans, the same hype as uh, when Crosby was coming so, into the league. Know, social media exactly. and everything, I think this is bigger than Crosby. Because even I was like, even my circle, they don't really talk about hockey like that. I was talking about this kid, David. I'm just like, who is he? And then when I saw his highlights, I'm like, oh. Oh, that's who he is. <laughs> oh, good. have a day, man. Have a have a season. Have a have a career. Yeah, half man, half animal. Animal. Like I just need him to request a trade to the Knicks, the, uh, the Island. Look, see, I'm just, for, I'm just looking for any way to improve the Knicks out here. Um, <laughs> the Islanders. Johnny Tavares left us in the cold, like we all knew he was going to do because he's wanted to play in Canada for the longest. But Johnny, we still love you. We still love you, man. And. Um, <laughs> What do you love? What do you love? The one playoff series he's won when he was on the team. I think I think you guys are better off because he wasn't taking you there, and not granted the management wasn't helping him get to where he needed to go in the slide. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm to be. What's good, bro? I got. I was gonna ask you actually, Shep. I see the, the Islanders in the, in the number one spot in the Metropolitan oh. Division. Am I dreaming or like? Hey, hey, what's, what's hey, doing? Don't watch that. Hey, don't watch that. Don't even mention. I just want to let you know. Start holding your breath now because that's going to start going the other way real quick. <laughs> so you don't think we can we can sustain a higher position in the Metropolitan Division throughout the season? 
about it. Stop talking about it. Jesus. Um, no top line center. The only successful teams now are all teams that have a top line center. Like you got teams like Tampa Bay, Steven Stamkos, Toronto, Austin Matthews, but he's injured now. He will be back. I don't know when, but he is injured. And then you got teams such as Nashville, Ryan Johansson, Phil Forsberg. You know, it's just, you know, San Jose, Joe Pavelski. Yeah. It's like. It, it, the better your center, the better chances you of there are of you being successful yeah. in this league. Basically, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. But you know what? I, I feel like Johnny Severus was kind of like the mellow of uh, the Islanders in a sense where, you know, he wasn't like yeah. like he was a great, great talent. He was really great. But I, he, for me, he never made his teammates a whole lot better. You know, he. But the, like you said, the management never did help him. But at the same time, that's what we can say about Mello too. Yeah, I'm saying so. Go ahead, go ahead. You can kind of compare Rick Nash playing in Columbus to John Tavares playing on the island. That's definitely fair. It's like John and Rick Nash's backs hurt after they left those teams. (laughs) Their backs were aching, son, because that was straight up. Carry City, all that, and then it's two different th- ways of going. It because Rick Nash left to go to the Rangers to a team where he didn't have to be the centerpiece and kind of fell into obscurity. Where John Tavares is going to go to a team with a ton of youth in Toronto, nothing but forward momentum, and I think it's going to work out a little bit better for John Tavares than it did ever for Rick Nash. But very comparable players in that sense. And I completely agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> but with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go from um, ice talk to what the hell is wrong with the Wizards? And is Tyson Chandler the missing piece out there in La La Land? Oh, he just kidding. might be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lakers added uh, a much respected individual, especially here in New York, my man Tyson Chandler, to their roster. They needed someone to offset JaVale McGee for when he would come out the game. I think they found someone perfect. And um, don't get me wrong, Tyson Chandler isn't going to take the Lakers to the championship, but he does put them one step closer to a pretty, pretty decent seed out there in the West. So here goes me and the crew talking about Tyson Chandler and his impact with the Lakers. No, in impenetrable. There we go, impenetrable. I don't know why that was such a struggle. Um, the impenetrable Tyson Chandler. Oh, is in Hollywood. He's in Hollywood. He's in Hollywood. And um, rumor has it he may not be the piece that puts you guys in the championship, but he most certainly will be the piece that brings you to the playoffs. What do you think? Oh man. Well. I think that's actually a, pre- a pretty good way to put that. I mean, if you thought we weren't going to make the playoffs before, I think you just don't have the right amount of faith in LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. But, uh, but no, I think this this definitely solidifies us as a playoff playoff contender, not even just like a team that would have made the playoffs and bounced out in the first round. I think now we have a legitimate shot mm-hmm. to actually do something in the playoffs. I believe. I think that this 
Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I think that this solidifies our forty-eight hour defense. I'm forty-eight hour, forty-eight minute defensive uh, uh, defensive efficiency in our forty-eight. You know, like forty-eight minutes of playing full right interior defense. You know what I mean? Like, like they say, Javale. We have one of the worst defensive efficiencies in the league. But Javale McGee is probably like I think the last time I checked, he was which was four days ago. Three days ago, he was ten blocks ahead of whoever was in second. Right, blocks in the league. So it was like, like he's blowing people out the water, and it's not even close. Yet. We're still not even anywhere near being where we need to be defensively. Exactly. So I think, yeah. So I think that's gonna just having two people, two centers that we can rotate Isn't from that- being exactly, so that we're not like doing it where twenty-five minutes a game as opposed to forty minutes a game. We're able to lock down the paint and make sure that anybody who comes in the paint is, you know, getting contested or getting swatted away. You know, like before we had Kyle Kuzma and LeBron James running the backup five. So that wasn't going to work. And with that, um, I want to it's almost a because of the fact of um, the Lakers now, like you said, they get to have the center out there uh, that they need. Um, and it allows their death lineup to be just that. Like, a death lineup in the league isn't supposed to be an all-game thing. Like, the death lineup wasn't built. And uh, even Golden State, they never won a whole quarter playing the death lineup. They never went, like, more than maybe, maybe five to seven with the yeah. death lineup. Yeah. That, I think that's only going to help the Lakers. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have LeBron's biggest connoisseur on the market now, uh, Mr. P.J. Carson. Yeah, I mean. The brother. Hey, brother man. Hey, yeah, man. I like how you said that, LeBron connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that was an accurate description. It sounds about right, right? You're not like a, a diehard fanatic. You don't be calling him your dad or your uncle. Nah. I'm, kind of cool with <laughs> I'm out on all that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> connoisseur is definitely fitting. Right. So tell, tell us what's going on. Is this going to help LBJ, Tyson Chandler? What you think? I'm with it. Absolutely. I think it's going to help LBJ because, you know, you know he's a facilitator first. And right. a, a big man, Tyson Chandler, he has championship pedigree. Um, I mean, he's, he's Tyson Chandler. He's, big men don't last in the league if they're not good. He's been in the league a long time. Right. So, so I, I think his tenure in the league speaks for the type of player and the type of value he has. So to put somebody like that with LeBron, is, I think, is only positive. Um, I, I do still think they're one more piece away, but I do like the addition of Tyson Chandler. That gives you – like he's, he's a more seasoned JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got the halfway season JaVale, and then you got the all the way season with JaVale. Right. 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 <laughs> he right. said, like, this, this JaVale got like half the season in. This JaVale over here got the Lowry's. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Listen, JaVale was good for 20 minutes. That's it. That's it. No more. That's okay. But, word, but that's what I was going to I completely agree with what Carson was saying. That's what I wanted to say is I feel like. Tyson Chandler, the addition to Tyson Chandler, gives us the ability to play with that, like you said, that full five center the entire time. And I think the biggest difference that's going to have is in the rebound battle. Uh, One of my favorite stats this season is the Lakers haven't lost a game yet when they keep their opponent's team rebounds under 45. But they're one in six, I think, when allowing it to go over 45 rebounds. 
So that just like that stat right there goes to show you how much like this, even though Tyler Chandler isn't going to be able to make that much of a difference on the offensive end, what he is going to bring to the table is going to be such a monumental help. It's going to advance us that much further. And the uh, the last thing I wanted to say, just because Carson made me think of it just now, was um, playing Tyson Chandler, I think especially towards the end of the season and in the playoffs, I think he's going to be like interchangeable with JaVale McGee, and we're going to see the Lakers' best defensive lineup, I want to say, being with Tyson Chandler in the post. And we're going to see that against teams like, I don't know, like the Blazers or like the Timberwolves who have really good post players, you know, like the Nuggets. But then teams against the Warriors, teams like the Warriors, where you need that that center who's going to be able to step out to the line on the perimeter and challenge those threes a little bit more often, I think that's when you're going to see JaVale McGee in there more often. And I think that's going to be a good Honestly, like Tyson can still close out, put his hand up and and stay in front of his man, but a quick point guard is going to take Tyson to the rack now. Exactly, exactly. But he'll have a much more difficult time with JaVale. So the teams like Houston, the teams like Golden State, those will be the teams that JaVale gets more minutes. Oh yeah, JaVale got that good recovery. You know, he can he can get blown by, but he can still recover and track the board of all. Right, right, exactly. So that, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I think the Lakers really depending on what they're looking for in the starting lineup. Uh, if I was Luke Walton, I would rotate centers. You know, one night give Tyson Chandler the start, keep both of them engaged. You know, they're veterans. You don't want your veterans. You know, well, no. Let me think of let me rephrase that because veterans nowadays love not playing for like weeks at a time and then coming back. He's like to wait until five months into the playoff season. time. Yeah, talking about all right, yeah, I'll see y'all in April. I don't need to play right now. Word, I, I can sell I can sell this MLE. Huh? Yes, I can send this MLE, get this ring real quick. What's good? Exactly, exactly. My boy Iggy be chilling the whole season. I I be Iggy, I think he plays 15 minutes in the regular season. And then come playoff time, he jumps up to 30. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, Iggy be putting them numbers, though. But real quick, fellas, we're going to jump over to the the next. Like, it's, it's a it's a subline topic. It's not the major one. It wasn't one that we agreed upon. But we got to talk about turmoil in uh, the Wizards, that is. So we're going <laughs> to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. All right, so coming your way now is uh, Des Bryant and his addition to the Saints and now subtraction being that of a Achilles tendon tear. Um, I talk about my personal experience and the crew gives their take on what kind of significance this means for the Saints and Des's career. And we also have a <laughs> a funny fantasy football story about the, uh, the Des transaction. But check it out, coming your way. Does Brian and the Saints. I'm putting away from me. Um, I just <laughs> happened to be doing nothing with my life. And I saw on uh, Bleacher Report, like, I forgot small little article and it said the Saints working out four receivers and I saw Des Bryant's name and I was like oh yeah I'm gonna go claim Des Bryant and then the next day on ESPN everywhere Des Bryant signs with the Saints signs with the Saints I'm like oh yeah it's lit ah it's about to be a good time so Shep uh I don't know when you sent it but sent me a trade request for Des Bryant 
and I saw it this morning, and I was just like, eh, Sterling Shepard, you know, you know what, maybe, maybe I'll think about it. And then I was like, nah, I ain't doing that. And then I think it was 2 o'clock today when it came out that he had possibly, not even it was a fifth year, possibly towards the kids. When I tell you I went to the transaction so fast and accepted that trade. You should have told me, stand up your condition. I would have pushed it through, baby. It was so, and you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Shep called me and talked to me as if I hadn't seen it. He's like, yo, you just see how Des Bryant got hurt for the season? Oh, man, that sucks. All right, see you at Showtime. He's <laughs> 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 like, see you at Showtime? I'm like, all right. And then he looked at it, I think maybe like two hours later, the section was like, yo, I see you just accepted the trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, we, hey, they talk we, about when to win the chicken dinner. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I was going to decline it, too, just to get it out of, like, you know, just to clear it. I was like, you know what? Let me let me ponder it. Shit, ain't no ponder no more. Accepted. Accepted. Thank you, Sterling Shepard. Come on down. I'm gonna let but, you know. I haven't started Sterling Shepard one, so I ain't that mad. But you know what? I've been drinking the Des Bryant Mojo Juice back since 2010, son, and I've been getting screwed ever since. So, <laughs> I mean, why not now? Why? Yeah, he really thought he was going to be throwing that X up this season. <laughs> and it says the hey, process on November 11th. So I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. thank you, Yahoo. I appreciate you not nixing the trade because he's – but, man, I, that was so funny. But on a serious note, um, it, it, it bad luck. No, That's just bad luck. He's 28. Hey, listen, though, if there was uh, – if there was a uh, – I would have been all over Shacked and the Fool. Listen to me. I would be surprised if a lot of people have tried to trade for Des Bryant in these like, past couple would of years. Would you? Like, oh, I, I, I looked at the pickup. I looked at the waiver wire. I saw that your your order was higher than mine. Man, the only, <laughs> only reason I didn't go for it first was because I, was, I got out of work at four, and I heard Mike Francesa say it, and I was like, oh, word? And I was like, "Damn!" And then I sent that trade, and it's let's, as they say, it's it's all the history after that. Listen, good. <laughs> hey, listen, I ain't even. Alive. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. Nah, because listen, I. Because I tried to do it on Tuesday when I first heard the rumor that the Saints were looking for a veteran receiver. So I'm like, oh, man, what a way to get back at the, the Cowboys that they play, uh, I think, the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah, yep. And that would have been Des Bryant's biggest game. I just know. I just know. And oh, he would have ate, ate him alive. But um, just, note, man, um, just real quick, Mo, tell me why um, – not why, but like – what is it about that people get a kick out of seeing uh, careers possibly ending? I hear people talking about how it might end uh, because of the fact that it took him so long to sign with the team, one. And now, two, he's dealing with a main injury. And once again, it's the football players. Oh, yeah. He needs his... Yeah, yeah, well... That's I the definitely thing. thought his career was over. Start coming to bat for Des Bryant. Like that's the one thing that I thought was weird about this season is there were I feel like no shortage of people 
coming to bat for Des Bryant this season saying, oh, I don't understand why he doesn't have a team yet. There's no reason why he shouldn't be signed. Like, I feel like a lot of people came out and said that who were in, like, taking positions on the analysts, like, analysts and stuff on different variety of television right. stations. So that being said, like, it took a lot to get him this shot on the same. You know what I mean? And, yes, they had to the, the, lose a couple of receivers for him to get that shot. And unless that same exact thing happens next season, I don't see why anybody would be giving Des Bryant a better shot to get back in the league. You know what I mean? Like, we've already seen how difficult it is for people to get shots to get back in the league. You got his one shot from the Saints, and you're supposed to see, like, show people, like, that's the thing. You show people what you do with that second chance, and that is – you're, oh, well, he did this, so, you know, maybe this team. That's, this is basically what the Patriots go and try and salvage somebody. Like, they, right. <laughs> like you get two chances in the league, and then maybe the Patriots sign you, and that, those are the only options you get. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Well, Car- well, Carson, what do you think, man? I know I heard you say you agree with him, but what, how do you think? Right. I mean, I feel like he looked like a genius. Until this, to take w, care of his body to come back for the season. To take care of his body to come back for the season. He looked like a genius because he, he turned all the deals he got down. He turned all the deals he got down. So he, at the end of the, so at the end of it, he got he got a deal. So he won there, right. and then he got what he wanted: a shot to play against yeah. the Cowboys and shine on them. And then you go and you. You tear your ACL because you haven't been training yeah. as hard to make. And not to mention, almost guaranteed playoff contender this season. So not, whoa, 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 That that took him over the hump. Whoa, almost, almost a. I was just about to say, let's not, let's not. You, he had a thirty percent chance of winning the Super Bowl. Guaranteed, they're going to the playoffs. They're guaranteed playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're going. I, I personally, I think it's either from the I, NFC I'm to represent about the to go to the really Super Bowl. It's going to be the Saints or the Rams. Either one, bro. Bro, because the Rams. What are, are you like, kidding me? Are you kidding me? The Why Rams not? are just like. Um, how can I put it? Why not? They've they're been a phenomenal. Like the Portland Trailblazers. No, they're just like the Portland Trailblazers when it comes to the playoffs. Like no, you, you better not say Atlanta, and they'll. Well, in, in football, it's a little easier because it's only one game. But Portland, who's – Oh, so you mean the Kansas City Chiefs? Oakland Raiders? All right. All right, guys. Can we stop? Can we stop talking about the Chiefs? The Chiefs. Wait, you, 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 mean, you mean the Buffalo Bills on that four-year stint where they kept going to the Super Bowl but can't do nothing? No, we're not – no, not that not that extensive. Not that extensive, guys. Let's, oh, keep it, let's keep it uh, uh, in the NFC at least. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's, keep it, let's keep it in the west side of things. Um, My bad. I'm excited. just – I don't. I don't know. I'm just not completely. I'm sold on their regular season, just like the Colts when when Peyton Manning was there. Like they're a great regular season team. Don't get me wrong. But even their their playoff victories last year were a little bit shaky. If you're asking, if you're asking, if you're asking. So it's kind of like the Packers. Mm, the Packers aren't shaky in the playoffs. They're not shaky. They're just. Uh, they're not shaky. I don't know what Packers you'll be watching. <laughs> yeah, they are. Packers <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know what it's the hell Packers do. The head coach is 
they shake you, bro. Coach. They hadn't done nothing since the last time they went <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Every other <laughs> run they had made in right? the playoffs. And look at the plays that every other quarterback in the league now has a chance to run. And then look at the passing plays that Aaron Rodgers has to do, deal with. Look at it. There's no creativity in Green Bay. Zero. Zero. That's a bad play. I'm just telling you that's why they're play, why they be shaking the playoffs. Listen. Well, I'm saying, you, but you, you just say like that's like saying like the roster is bad because the GM hasn't been doing his job. That's obvious. <laughs> I think you guys are just beating around the bush because you don't want me to talk about Des Bryant for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need that. Yeah, no, we don't want you to talk about Dan Bryant for 10 minutes. You can talk about Dan Bryant for a minute and a half. I remember the first time watching the Dallas Cowboys football game and watching <laughs> Des Bryant throw up the X. Okay? And that – Where's the – And I remember having heated battles with Mo in the, the front seat of my car talking about how I'm trying to plead Des' case for how he's the best receiver in the league. I bet you remember, Mo, because I sounded like a nut job. Okay? Bro, do I remember? <laughs> do I remember? With conviction. I remember telling you. Look, I remember, I remember this man, <laughs> like, so angrily and so adamantly backing up Des Bryant. He kicked me out of his car. <laughs> he kicked me out of his car. Okay. Eventually, I was like, look, you go see. <laughs> Did I say that? Well, I was like, you go see. And I just want to say right now, man. I feel really bad for the guy. I was hoping he got his chance to show Jerry Jones why he was wrong. I really, I really was hoping, and it's a shame. But I, I feel like Des Bryant is the type of guy who has a chance to get that third chance. Okay, next year. And I hope so. But, but, but you know, when God closes the door. For Des Bryant, he opens a window for Brandon Marshall. So you know, it's all good. don't even talk about that sucker when I'm talking about Des Bryant. I've been throwing up the X since 2010, son. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. He caught it. He caught it. Green Bay, he caught it. He caught it. That would have changed the whole game, and you know it. Hashtag Green Bay. Okay. I'm tired of this. I'm not getting played the fool because a man can't get his knee right. Okay, this is messed up. I think the Saints are going to give him another chance. The Saints are a world-class organization, um, and they know how hard it's been for him to find a team and, and even be able to get another chance. Hold on, hold on. Nah, 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 nah. Damn, hold on. It ain't been hard for him. I mean, I meant, I turning down deals left and right. The situation that he was, he was happy with. Um, yeah, there you go. That's And I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he finds another team that plays the Cowboys next season. But I don't how do you get hurt in the first practice? He shouldn't be that petty. He hasn't well, stretched since twenty thirteen. Wait, wait, wait. Think about the first practice. <laughs> think about the team he had his first practice with. The highest scoring team, or one of the highest scoring teams in the league, and one of the fastest paced offenses. So this isn't like he's coming into the league and, and uh playing for the Jets or playing with a slow tempo team like even the Colts, for example. Like he had to he had to go out there and sprint with them boys. So um That's a fact. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But on on a serious note, to end the topic off, man, shout out to all the losers out there who are making a mockery of this man being hurt. Uh, torn Achilles is is something crazy. Not dude. a joke. Every everyone knows. Like I, I've talked to you numerous times. I tore mine last year, last Thanksgiving, and I'm still like recovering. I mean, I don't have millions of dollars to recover faster like athletes do, but it's still uh, something that hinders me uh, a little bit from time to time. But just yeah, the he's fact still that this one on one word. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> you you would get smoked with this one good leg. Anyway, okay. um, so the fact that like people really took the time out, he didn't even post anything yet. So people went to his p- pictures that were like old and were commenting, "Man, so glad you tore your Achilles," or "Nice Achilles, bro." And like, I'm just like, one, why do you have time to do that? That's wrong. Because it's not like you saw his picture on your timeline and you commented. Like you went to his page scroll down, wait for all those comments to load, and put your comments talking about him hurting himself. When this is this man's livelihood, practically. I mean, I'm not saying, I don't know his business ventures outside of that, but I just know that uh, it's a lot of messed up people in this world. And injuries for athletes who take the game very seriously, um, they're they're traumatic. They're traumatic. Just like Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose cried after scoring 50 in a regular season game. No one cries scoring 50 in a regular season game. That just goes to show you all the stuff that it takes to bounce back from injuries. And, you know, just, just give the athletes a, a – I know they make millions, but come on, they're still human. And I just I just challenge everyone out there to still have a heart despite uh, being in this cold, cold world. But with that being said, we're going to jump over to uh, college football slash college basketball takes with our good people, Chef and Carson, leading the way. All right, so once again, me being a well-documented UNC fan, it's, it's not hard for me to admit the truth. Uh, it, it's not at all. And I'm here to tell you guys I am very scared of the Duke Blue Devils. Um, my Tar Heels have always played good against Duke, no matter you know the talent on their team. But this is different. They have talent and chemistry. And I can't remember the last time I've actually had to say that about a Duke team. I think it was back when Tyus and Julio were playing, and I think they won a championship. But anyway... Here goes the crew and uh, myself talking about not only Duke and their possible dominance this upcoming year, but how in the world Alabama shut out the number four team in the country. We're going to get into that coming this way. And now you have a freak of nature. You you really have three freak of natures. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're all on the same page in November. November. Can we just take a minute to really assess that? Like, they played well-seasoned basketball in November. Um, that's not to be understated at all. Uh, it's, it's truly amazing what uh, Synergy can do. Like, they were already good. I'm pretty sure, um, you know, it still would have been a good game even if they hated each other. But the fact that they're all together and they're all, like, agreed to – play off each other's strengths and, and just have fun out there, man. Duke Duke is a scary team to watch. Very, yeah. very scary team to watch. Um, Shep, I'm going to let you do the honors since you wanted to talk about the shellacking that uh, we're going to switch to the football side of things, the shellacking of uh, LSU by the Crimson Tide. Can you tell us what happened and why Mo needs to pick a new favorite team? Well, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. What I was most surprised about by LSU is how much they were in the hurry up throughout the entirety of the game. 
And when you're playing a team such as Alabama, who is staunch across the board, defense, offense, special teams, but really staunch defensively, wouldn't you want to do everything to make sure – I'm sorry, offensively, wouldn't you really want to do anything to make sure that their offense is on the field, slow the game down, manage the clock, you know, this and that. And it just – it really it was mind-boggling to me that they were trying to run this hurry-up style for a solid portion of the game, and I think I was poor coaching on their part. And also, too, there was a big play that just before half where they were on their own goal line, and they decided to pass the ball, and it was almost like halftime. I couldn't believe it, and, they, and it obviously didn't work. And oh, it's just so much to talk about. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely – I thought this game was going to be so much better, and I was highly disappointed with the two great games we have and everything like that. It was just – I don't know. Mo, how do you feel? Man, I don't even want to talk about that damn performance. I'm so disgusted. <laughs> I'm so, I don't want to talk about it. Yet. Like, like you couldn't have said it better. Like, I think the, the hurry-up offense uh, – uh, ooh. I can't think of a better terminology. But I, I, don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to curse on radio, so I'm not going to say it. But, <laughs> but the, offense, the offense really couldn't do anything, and the hurry-up offense just – made the problem just exacerbated the problem like you said like when you're playing a, I, I think you you're right they have a, a great offense but they also they also Alabama has always had a phenomenal defense Alabama has had a phenomenal defense going on almost a decade strong now so like going up going up against the Crimson Tide I feel like you have to either know like like be so confident like I think what happened with LSU was so confident that their game plan was going to work that they were like, all right, we're going to go out, try and run them down, run them ragged with the hurry up, and eventually they're going to get so tired that the game plan will begin to work. That's the only thing in my mind that the the coach could have been thinking to himself because, like you said, with the defense being so good, if you're going to run the hurry up offense, you're going to get, you know, three and out here and then get, you know, a first down I play drive the next time down and you run that hurry up offense you're having, you're having like 40, 40 seconds depending on whether it passes or runs you're having like exactly you have like 40 seconds to a minute and 30 second drive before you let your defense back out there that's not like you said not a uh, key success when you're playing the Crimson Tide you can't right. let their offense be on the field because they're going to score too many points and you have to keep their defense on the field if you want to wear them down and even though, yes, you think the hurry-up might be one of the keys to wearing them down, if the hurry-up isn't working, you simply have to abandon it Bail and begin to, find ways, and, yeah, begin, begin to find ways to wear them down mentally and then wear them down physically. Because right, obviously right. the defense had the game, the game plan together way too well for that hurry-up to work on it. That's true. But, like, the, the connoisseur is back. Carson, tell us, tell us what we're wrong out there with Alabama LSU. Hell, I mean, LSU just could not get anything going on offense. As you've seen, LSU playing pretty damn good against the best team in the country the first couple series. But, I mean, after that, the offense didn't give them no break. I mean, if they don't have a break, I mean, they're going to get gas. And then finally, once they get gas, as good as Alabama is and as good as Nick Saban is game planning, he's going to see chinks in the armor. Nick Nick Saban is like a shark. If he tastes blood, it's over with. Oh yeah, it's just done so. It's over with. If he see any sign of weakness, 
He going to attack that head first. Now, I got to ask you, Carson, with these last four games coming up for Bama, do you see anybody that can take them down? Hell we no. have the, in, in order, though, I just want you to hear. Hell it's no. Mississippi State, Citadel, Not Auburn, and Georgia. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> not even Georgia? Not, not a chance. I, I don't even know why I mentioned Citadel because that is about to be that like they're gonna need to bring in a ten run rule man, for that, that game. Man, that score is about to be sixty to sixty three to three. Sixty three. You underestimate. Sixty three yeah. to three. <laughs> okay. I, 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 put the, I put the over under on total score at eighty. <laughs> nah. Man. I don't think it's going to be that high. I think 73-7. I'm calling it down. He says 73-7. He says 73-7. That's 73-70, though. Oh, my God. And I don't even think – I don't even think Citadel will score, to be completely honest with you. I, I don't think they have enough to score. They run, like, almost like a triple option. They, oh they won't God. play. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> that oh, man. man. They're, they're not – they're not exactly a full triple offense team. They they kind of remind you of kind of like Navy. Okay. Okay. Not not Army, but more like Navy. Right. You mean not, you mean not Georgia Tech. Georgia oh, Tech. No. Hell no, not Georgia Tech offense. at all. Every single play. Yeah. Every play. And I actually have a homeboy that played for Citadel, so I, I feel bad for him. Man, you got to understand too, Alex. I, my favorite football team, the college football team, is Army. I sit there screaming oh, at the TV sometimes. I'm sorry. Screaming <laughs> at it. Throw the ball! But, you why know what? Such a stubborn, why is that such a stubborn thing? Like, why is it, like, I don't, I, I get it, you know, with a couple precision, like, timing, all that good stuff, it, it'll work. Like, the numbers just work out every time. But there's got to be some point in time where, how do you, as an offensive player that's not a running back, go to a school like Georgia Tech, except Except for Calvin Johnson, he's he's an exception. I don't know what that he was just breeded differently. Um, and uh, Stephen Hill, you forgot about your boy that y'all drafted. Goodbye, yeah. goodbye, goodbye. Get off. My <laughs> Get off my podcast. Where's the mute button? <laughs> right, like, come on. I, I, you know, and I knew he was going to say that. I was like, damn, he's, he's, about up, he's about to bring up Stephen Hill. Stephen Hill, shut up. Hey, Stephen Hill I mean, is what. Is what we wanted. Uh, well, Quincy and Nuwa is what we thought we were getting. Stephen Hill, to be completely honest. But go ahead, go ahead, football connoisseur. I'm sorry. I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't know. I, I wanted the same thing. Why does any offensive player outside of linemen and running backs and running quarterbacks? Why I don't understand why they go to um, Georgia Tech at all. I no, no, no understanding. Well, it isn't for the tradition of winning. The damn sure is not. That's, that's a healthy factor. But, but um, oh, think, sorry. I think nah. I think that's uh, that's pretty much it for the for the college aspect of the show. Carson messed up and missed missed the uh the extensive part because we had Mo rambling about what was it? What was he rambling about? It wasn't even LSU. It was LSU, right? Really? You gonna say you gonna say I was rambling, huh? Oh, I was Lord. talking. About I was just trying to listen to a fan that was in dire straits of an answer. Oh wow! Yeah, he was rambling. So, I'm gonna give my um, my games to watch since I missed most of the segment. Go ahead, brother. And the first game I think is game of the week is gonna be Clemson and um, Boston College. I, I I think Boston College has a chance to win this game. They're sitting ranked what are they 22nd, number 22nd ranked against number two. 
they're in Boston College, and Boston College is pretty notorious for their defense. So if Boston College can mix it up, mix it mix it up on defense and disguise looks for the freshman Trevor Lawrence, I think they may be able to keep him, you know, throw him off his game a little bit, throw him off his pivot if they can disguise some stuff and then get back to him and get rattle him a little bit, and get a little pressure. So I think that's going to be a really good game to watch. Also, Ohio State, Michigan State, I think that's going to be a good game. Yeah, that's going to be and, the who can find themselves game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then um, Florida and South Carolina. I, I, I would like to see Florida bounce back after that loss to Missouri. But South Carolina's been playing a really good ball lately. I think they're on like a three-game win streak. Yeah. Three-game win streak in college football. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is it? That is nothing. Shep, do you have a game that you're, uh, you're out there looking for? Well, my personal game was actually going to be Ohio State versus Michigan State, but uh, Michigan State. But since he took that one, I'm going to go have to go Auburn, Georgia. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, a good one. yeah. Okay. And I feel like Georgia's going to eat. I feel like that 24 next to Auburn's name isn't deserved. I feel like they've highly underperformed for most of the year, and yeah, I I, I just uh, get ready for an ass whooping, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think it's just the I think it's just the SEC getting uh, the benefit of the doubt with the strength of schedule. Hey, with, you uh, you play there, problems. you should know what you're going up against. I'm sorry. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, probably. So, hey, real quick, Chef, let me let me ask you what your thoughts on me calling that Missouri game, dude. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> Is that what you want to hear? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. He's like, "Is that what you want?" One more time. Uh, Alex isn't worthy. Wait, oh, wait, wait. No, he said Alex. I don't know who the Alex guy is. I don't know. Who that? It was good call, man. I mean, come on now, Gators. What's going on now? Just write me a personal letter so I can understand why. <laughs> or or just send you the Jada Kiss remix of the song Why. I think I think he'll elaborately put in the explanation as to what happened. Or what that, what is going on rather. That's a perfect way to end it. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. Why? Why? Mo, I guess that's that's the end of you. All right, so fellas, real quick to end up the show, throw out your social media handles and um why the Knicks are going to the NBA finals in two weeks. <clears throat> yeah, you can catch me at Barrel underscore GL on Twitter. Um, power in my skin on IG and Snapchat. And uh, the Knicks will never go back to the finals. All right. Thank you, brother Carson. Thank you. <laughs> that was quick. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Chef. <laughs> Man, you know where to find me. Just swipe right on Tinder. I'll be there. Oh, Lord. Always and forever. First page. He's on the back page, ladies. He's on the back page. Uh, back page, front page, whatever page you want to look at. I'll be there for you. <laughs> oh wait, Mo, go ahead, go ahead and do your. Oh, y'all already. Oh man, I feel like Larry Brown. <laughs> <Yeah. Nah. laughs> uh, <laughs> y'all know who it is. Come on, say it with me. It's the Edo. Oh, All right, I can't with y'all. Y'all, 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 y'all don't say it with me. No. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Now, on. Yeah, right. Nah, nah, nah.
living his best life. Go, go get it. Go get it, Mo. Let him know who you are. Thank you. Thank you, Chef. Well, let, me, let me shine real quick. Hold on. <clears throat> now, nah, but it's the N O T O R I O U S M O. Oh, yeah, you know who it is. You can catch me on Twitter with that or Showtime underscore Mo Reckless. The three is an E M O E. Check me. And you know what it is. I'm living my best life. Hey, there it is, my boy. And um, it's the Reverend Dr. Bishop Professor Uncle Step. You can catch me on IG 317th underscore. Um, Twitter, Twitter. Oh, stat underscore GL. I think I'm going to change that. Underscore GL. Boy, you said, boy, you said a whole lot of stuff. I thought you were stealing money. You're talking about oh, yeah. Dr. Bishop. He will take it 10% and your soul. <laughs> He's a pastor. This is the church's money. The church needs this money to invest. Knows that when the preacher's putting the cash out in the program. Oh, now nah. I'm preacher to do that. Oh, nah. <laughs> Carson's coming for lives right now. Listen, you want to only commercial? Uh, we take cash out. It is okay. <laughs> we take cash out. We take cash out. I'll Venmo you. They call me Deacon Pastor Reverend Pastor Collection. 